0: Welcome to For The Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and take a deep dive into it. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30am on BFF.fm or subscribe to the podcast at ForTheRecordPodcast.com. This week we're talking about the national seventh album, Sleep Well Beast, which starts out with a song called Nobody Else Will Be There.
1: We're not so tied together What did you mean? Meet? meet me in the stairwell in a second For a glass of Nobody else will
0: Every, the National album is sort of a story of these recurring characters and their lives. And I feel like this album, if I were going to sum it up, is sort of a story of a relationship that's falling apart in the context of a country that's falling apart. And there's a lot of political stuff in here, it, just as every band that's making music now is kind of bringing in the context of this age of anxiety that we're living in. But I feel like this song really sets it up well from the emotional tone and that electronic drum beat and the weird little electronic squelches that just like introduce this kind of unsettling tone and it reminds me a lot of I'm trying to break your heart the first song off off of uh, Wilco's Yankee Hotel Foxtrot where it's just this really slow piano and kind of a weird it doesn't quite sound right and it's really kind of slow and quiet and draws you in.
2: Yeah, the piano here... Is so earthy, and then there are these synth sounds that are just almost like out of a horror movie, and mm. it's such an odd contrast, and it's you know super bit of a just a downer on this entire notion of just it's just you and me, no one else will be there, and it's just such a grim note to begin the album, but sonically, I. You know, trying to describe those. And I I think I came up with like squawks and bloops, but they're more than that. Mm -hmm. And it's always fun, you know, trying to take notes on the album. Like, how do I describe these sounds? Mm -hmm. And they're just deeply unsettling. And that's the starting note of this album. We don't have any time to get ready. It's just ooh, the, the storm has already begun.
0: And I think the lyrics are also somewhat unsettling because you're dropped in in the middle of this sort of conversation between what seems like a couple, but then there's a line about, can you remind me the building you live in? Like it's clearly people who haven't seen each other in a while and you're not really sure what's going on. And, and so it leaves you a little time to like figure out what's going on. And, yeah, there's and that, that, that
2: sense of people who don't see each other enough. And then there's this wonderful line that's repeated goodbyes always take us half an hour and that notion of someone you don't see often enough and then when you do you're just like oh wait why am i not connected to you and yet somehow you fall apart again and it's just (laughs) it's yeah heartbreaking and one thing i did really appreciate here and the just the subtlety and that'll be kind of a watchword for the entire Mm -hmm. album that will but you know, I listen to this in the real world on earbuds and in the with background noise, and then as we're getting ready to record, and I'll listen with decent headphones and no background noise, and hearing so many new things. And so that what I love is in each chorus, there's this additional voice. So mm-hmm. there's this female just whisper, just mm-hmm. so low, and then in the final chorus, this additional male voice just whispering in the mm-hmm. background, and it just so. It opens up the world even though it's such a claustrophobic song and that's such an achievement
0: yeah and then we go from this really kind of close mic quiet song to i think what you would call a barn burner the day i die i don't
1: need you i don't need you besides i
2: closest this album has to a barn burner but it's still very con- restrained and it does that while being a, just a kitchen sink where there's so many different sounds happening and it's very emotional and musically energetic and it doesn't flag like the verses are very energetic and mm. the courses are very energetic And sort of the only moment of calm is sort of this little bit at the start of the bridge where suddenly all of the elements of the song kind of get pulled away. Like it builds up pretty quickly over the first 20 seconds or so. And then you have this brief moment where it just goes back to just a guitar and then everything comes in. But it's this really adept, this song is just driving in one direction and it Mm. just suddenly is able to stop and shift into a completely different gear of this much more, oh, I'm going to look back to my past and the people in my family. So it's like right now I'm focused on this relationship that's kind of dysfunctional that I have with you. Oh, now I'm going to look into the past and like what what led me to be the way I am. And that switchover happens so adeptly.
0: Yeah, this is the best song on the record, I think. And I'm one of those people who's been waiting for 12 years for The National to make a record that was as good as Alligator. And I feel like this is like the one song that kind of makes it. And I love the energetic drumming. I mean, The National is Matt Berninger, which I always have trouble saying, and then two sets of Brothers. And they're all really talented musicians. But the drummer in particular, it's like he when he is really on it, he's so energetic and interesting. And the toms really... drive the song forward.
2: Yeah, it's quite quite something. But it's anchored to me as much as by the drums as just by that really clean kind of overdriven guitar pattern Mm -hmm. that just repeats. And even as the song is going all over the place sort of emotionally and lyrically, it still has that sort of four note to... Anchor us down. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's just phenomenal pop songwriting. And I don't want to say everything about the album on this song, but it's sort of like the song has everything on the album in it because it does so much different things and just so many layers are in there.
0: Well, and I like in this song, he talks about his uncle Valentine Jester, who has popped up in other national songs. And there's also a song that's called Val Jester. And I read an interview with Matt Berenger where he is asked about this person and it's his actual uncle who was a bachelor who moved this i'm reading this interview from the atlantic he was a bachelor who moved in with my mom's mom and lived with her the whole time i knew him he loved television dominoes and beer and for some reason i always write about him he was always a sweet happy man but with too many beers he would turn into a cranky guy who didn't want to hang out at the family reunion he loved to skip the fuck out i've always respected that he didn't want to do what everybody thought he should do in his life
2: yeah. Sounds like, yeah, the sort of character who's going to linger over your memory as an adult. Like, yeah. And um, I think from this energetic sort of blast of a song, uh, we shift back into a lower gear and something that I think starts very personal and becomes pretty universal. It's called Walk It Back.
1: Till everything is less insane I'm mixing weed with wine Forget it Nothing I change changes anything I won't let it I won't let it ruin my head I only take up a little of the collapse in space I better cut this off up. I only take up a little of the collapse in space. I better cut this off. Don't wanna fuck it up. I only take up a little of the collapse in space. I better cut this off. Don't wanna fuck up the place.
0: song is really kind of two different songs with a little bridge in the middle that we've only played one of and obviously that's one of the limitations of this podcast is that you only get a little bit the part in between the two halves is this weird quote that's read that is possibly attributed to Karl Rove but like it sounds like that's maybe apocryphal but yeah
2: it's, it's- attributed it's to someone in the Bush administration who will remain nameless and the journalist who. I guess publish the story is very strict about like I said I wouldn't reveal my sources and Mm. so I'm not which means he'll get the royalties or some of the royalties from the song which is crazy
0: so it's this interesting mix of kind of a political statement and then a very personal sort of Walking the line between going too far overboard of self-medicating or, you know, whatever is going on here. It's like, it's just an interesting mix. And I think this whole record, it sort of illustrates how the political situation filters down to your personal life and your day to day.
2: Well, yeah, that this, the beginning, like this first part of the song, first chorus, first chorus is sort of, I'm mothering myself. Oh, how am I mothering myself? I'm apparently both drunk and high Mm -hmm. just to get through the day. Mm -hmm. And then it's so nihilistic that's just like I nothing I do is going to make a difference, and I'm just occupying some collapsing space, and it's really grim. And then yeah, we have that sort of extended spoken word section, and th- wh- whoever is reading it to me sounds kind of like Werner Herzog, like it's very yeah. just overwrought and dramatic. Yeah. And it's this nice thing if you're feeling despairing now, and I, there's that temptation to be like, well, making the Bush com- administration look good by comparison, I'm like, oh, they were pretty awful too, mm. and what's so startling is then there's this outro this end of the song which weirdly finds peace and hope and just realizing well it's always been terrible and we get through it somehow and i'm gonna need your light we're gonna help each other and so there is that almost transcendence in it and it's really touching but it's so dark uh, in the beginning, and I guess the only other thing that really struck me here is that it's kind of it has these two different instrumental styles because there's this like woah 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 wah kind mm-hmm. of synth sound in the verse.
0: How does it go?
2: Woah woah woah, mm-hmm. and then in the chorus there's this incredibly high kind of guitar that's super clean, and it just. How, put, that, how does that? I'm not going to say how it goes, but it <laughs> really for me mentally put my it would have felt completely in place on that last Sufjan Stevens album out mm-hmm. is Dead. Mother, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 and Carrie. that. Well, Carrie I... yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. so, exactly. and little, I Carrie and Low, sorry. Exactly. So exactly. But that it to me it that made it because it sonically felt so of a piece with that album, mm-hmm. and it was just amazingly how put me in that album and it made it feel that much more personal that made it all the more jarring when we get that odd spoken word section. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was really effective to like go into this completely different sonic style to evoke that emotion. Mm-hmm.
0: And yet again I think this is a song that is Unsettling and that's I think The intended tone of the album and that's one of The things that I really like about the is There's a consistency with each of their Albums feels like a Cohesive unit even though mm. the songs are Different there's a real feeling that flows Throughout and I, I really love The way that they write songs Very thoughtfully and you Can tell that there's just a ton of Consideration put into every The way that every instrument sounds And the placement of of everything in the song and I know that they write the songs together I think they usually start with the guitar and drums I I I, I hope I'm remembering that right and then the lyrics and it's a, a style where no one performer is showing up anyone else and it really blends together into this really nice smooth whole that just sounds very cohesive
2: it's very cohesive but it can still be very chaotic mm-hmm. and i think you know that second track and then the next song we're gonna play which is the single mm-hmm. right the system dreams in total darkness it might be another barn burner
1: I that this would all work out now you saying that i'm asking for too much attention also.
0: over a guitar solo there which is very unusual for them to have a guitar solo but I thought that one worked.
2: Yeah it's a fun change of pace and I you know it achieves the this kind of the standout like rocking single and it makes sense and it works and it's it's so out of place that it works perfectly. Mm-hmm.
0: And I like that it draw it sort of extends through the up until that point in the song there's that weird that yeah the guitar, guitar pattern line. is amazing and it's not On the regular beats, it's like at a different time signature. Like the rhythm is different from the rest of the song, which I think adds to you know, as I've said before, this is a very unsettling album, and that adds to the unsettlingness of it. Yeah,
2: because it's so anchoring sonically, like you can't not pay attention to it. But Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of coming in at just unexpected moments. Yeah, and they're unexpected. Yeah, they're right but wrong. And I think for me, like this is a band I'd never gotten super into in part because his vocal style is usually so restrained and kind of just, oh, I'm singing in a low voice about stuff. And so to hear this song kind of burst open, sorry, that's just like an, you know, a st- an impression a person can get and really yeah, kind of skew my like perspective. Yeah,
0: Able or like Mr. November, for but, example.
2: Yeah, but you hear enough of the low mm-hmm. songs and you don't, yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. not going to keep going and get to the songs where he goes nuts. And so yeah. to hear this one and yay for this podcast where I'm like, I'm going to listen to this album and for- power through, and realizing, oh, there's more here than I realized and I I was a grade-A moron not to be into this band (laughs) in the past. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, you really have to wait for it because it's verse pre and then, oh, verse pre and then finally the chorus is so grand and almost too dramatic. It feels very religious. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like, I can't explain it any other way. It's very much about faith and Mm -hmm. it's just like, I can't explain it, but I believe it. And it's that hopefulness. It is a little is atypical, unfortunately, on the mm. album, but it's it's nice right here in the middle.
0: Well, and I'm not I'm not sure that it's so. I mean, I I think it is optimistic, but in a really dark way. And I think it's a challenge to parse a lot of these lyrics, and I don't think you can take any of them very literally. But I think the idea behind the at least the chorus is that you know it's kind of like this is a dark moment, but we have to kind of go through these dark moments at least for the world to kind of come up with a better way to do things and it's like you know it takes total darkness to get us to think more creatively and think of a better solution because the past 20 years or so we've been kind of complacent because everything's been mostly okay Uh. arguably (laughs) but i think that's what it's getting at but it's also i think there's a sense of like will it get worse before it gets better
2: yeah we don't know but it at least we get good music. Yeah. <laughs> and they do have some more rockin' in them. And I think the most sort of pure, just uh shortest, fastest, rockin'est song on the album is this next one we'll play. It's called Turtleneck.
1: Right. This must be the reason she wears her hair up in knots. Oh no, this is so embarrassing. Oh, a pissing face. Crying on the doorsteps in t-shirts, loose and so red. Some of them so out of style, I cannot save them. They'll just get whatever my salvation gave me.
0: when i told my friend amy that we were recording a podcast on this record she said she liked this album but there was only one song she didn't like and it was turtleneck and i have to agree
2: so i find it charming but i find it charming for ways like it's very jam bandy like it has that kind of faux bluesiness Mm -hmm. that feels kind of forced white
0: guy blues
2: white guy blues but i appreciate it as a change of pace on the song and it has such an energy to it and they're letting themselves be loose and again a band that's like that all the time Mm -hmm. you know hard pass but they're
0: they're called the dave matthews band
2: yeah exactly and yeah like hearing this like i'm not into those bands Mm -hmm. but just especially when they break into that chorus like there's this sort of menace to the verse and the pre-chorus and then the chorus just like shifts gears into this like yeah we're a we're a jam band (laughs) i
0: I do have to say though i like this song a lot more after i read the same atlantic interview Mm -hmm. that i referred to earlier and the interviewer says in turtleneck you sing about a rich male savior of the poor who's wearing a shitty suit Were you think of anyone specific there (laughs) berninger Obviously, Trump is Trump. Trump is what it is, and it's evolving every five minutes. You know at the end of Terminator 2, when the liquid Terminator turns into a demon and a man and it's screaming as it's dying? I feel like Donald Trump and the Republican Party is in those last moments of when the Terminator is screeching. That is my brother's hopeful interpretation.
2: Okay, yeah, that's a great analogy, and I love it. It's It has this kind of rollicking musicality, even as it's just about someone who's like trying to party, but the you know the the roots are rotten and the water is flammable Mm -hmm. and our t-shirts are so out of style that i can't save them and there's just a sort of feeling of like what's cool doesn't matter anymore and everything is dead <laughs>
0: well it's it, it's again unsettling and i i think that's kind of the point i mean i think that's the point that he's that they're trying to get across of this like the gift that fits your head you have to get this turtleneck and it's the idea of like pulling the turtleneck neck up over your head so you're just like shutting out the world and it's like oh we'll just have a good time and and pretend that like the world's not out there and is not terrible That's the sense that I got from it, but also conveying the falseness of taking that approach.
2: Yeah. And all the better to be in the music of, to me, like the most self-indulgent music Mm -hmm. of the jam band of just, oh, we're the children of privilege. So we're going to go tour around following jam bands. And do I have contempt? Maybe a little. But
0: (laughs) anyway, the next song that we're going to talk about, I think, is the, the most autobiographical because it's. At least in the title, or at least on the surface, the name of Matt Berninger's wife is Corinne, and this is called Corinne at the Liquor Store.
1: I see you stations and on invitations. You'd fall into rivers with friends on the weekends, innocent skies above. Corinne at the Liquor Store, I can't wait to see you. Walking around like I was the one Who found dead John Cheever In the house of love So blame it on me I really don't care It's a foregone conclusion It wasn't so bad wasn't that sick, got taken by love, I wasn't that quick, a foregone conclusion It's gonna be different after tonight, you're gonna see me in a different light, it's a foregone conclusion
0: something i love about this song like it comes across as so sincere and in the context of the album where there's so much kind of paranoia and cynicism this it seems like a genuinely sweet love song and i guess in the context of sort of the characters of this record who are in a relationship falling apart you could see it as like looking back to when they were first together or something but like just on its own it's just such a sweet lovely song
2: it's sweet it's I mean it's sad because he's you know looking back and really sort of his feelings of inadequacy like he was so in love with this woman and I was this worm that was just crawling on the ground when I saw you and just I was not like adequate and how he feels like he had to prove himself but Mm -hmm. that you know by the end we like we so we heard sort of the second verse second chorus and that chorus kept building and the sort of the sense to me of how it kind of grows that he's like choosing to find that inspiration and be the best version of himself which is sort of that that romantic ideal Mm -hmm. of like help that love helping someone find opening that up in in himself and and finding that like i'll be you're going to see me in a different light Mm -hmm. and that sense of like i i saw myself as a worm but i now i'm not because i want to be that awesome me for you and it's really sweet and the entire song it just sort of has that sort of it starts very methodical, which is this kind of slow piano, but then this again, the layered synths. And then opening up, we hear a little of that kind of guitar really soaring. And I had that yeah, and one like, of my super overused processed words. Yeah, super, well. yeah. Like, soaring but in a very kind of harsh way. Like, nothing mm-hmm. is easy. Everything has to be earned. But that's this album for me. And so you know where this is our last song we're gonna talk about. And this album A, it's 12 songs, so we talked barely a little more than half of it. And a lot of the songs are really long and they reward repeated listenings. I mean, I told you that first song where I there were things I hadn't heard until just now, and I've been listening to this for a couple of weeks on and off, and it's the layers. the layers and the layers and yet it never feels fussy it never feels overworked Mm -hmm. and to do that and I don't know they must have worked on this album for so long to have that level of workmanship without it ever feeling overdone that you know and that can happen like oh i spent too much time and it's too fussy and it just mm-hmm. it's it's never more than it needs to be and if they add you get the feeling that they kept adding things but then we're kept taking things away and we're going to keep just putting the things that are the best and what's left is the best version of the song and it's just consistently song after song after song and I, I think we tried to pick some of the more sort of noteworthy and interesting ones or the best songs but all the songs just have that mm-hmm. and it's really <laughs> impressive
0: I agree. <laughs> so we're going to go out with the title track, which is called Sleep Well, Beast. And we've just been discussing the album of that name by The National. And you've been listening to For the Record. Thanks for listening.
1: We've been stuck here in the hallway for way, way too long. I'm at a loss. I'm at a loss. I'm losing grip. The fabric's ripped. Go back to sleep. Let me try. Tell you about it sometime, the time we left Losing parents, losing sons, I don't know what we should do Became a father when I was still a son, she brings it out